to The Fulfilled Accountant, the podcast that teaches you how to actually enjoy your work as an accounting or finance professional and have a life. Learn the tools to live with less stress and feel fulfilled, happy, and valuable while also creating the success you desire in your career. If you're finished playing the game by outdated rules, you're in the right place. I'm your host, former accountant and multi-passionate entrepreneur turned life coach, Sarah Nemechek. I know the holidays and the end of the year can get pretty hectic for a lot of people. So this episode is all about helping you manage your stress and anxiety through it all. I'm sharing some coaching tools that can help you quickly change your experience of work and family stress, as well as some actions you can take that may shift your experience as well. When you think about the stress and anxiety you feel during the holidays or the year-end hustle and bustle, what do you think causes you the most trouble? Is it the abundance of events at which food and alcohol is the center of attention and all the pressure to overconsume repeatedly, even if you've been really good the rest of the year? Is it the pressure to buy the perfect gifts, host the perfect party or parties, attend all of your friends' parties, decorate, shop, cook, bake, and outdo yourself from last year? Is it the awkward family get-togethers, the traveling to see people where you know there will be words, judgments, disagreements, uncomfortable questions, and conversations? Is it the rush to get projects finished at work so you can take off, or the stress of not being able to take time off and missing out on the things that you want to do? Is it the financial crunch of all the festivities, dressing up, gifts, parties, gift matching, and showing of love through purchasing power? Or is it even the crushing weight of seeing exactly where you are or are not after another year has gone by and feeling disappointed, sad, alone, or tired when you have a few days or hours to slow down and reflect? That's a lot of things, right? A lot of pressure. And maybe none of this happens to you. But most people I talk to, including my family and me, experience at least some of these at some point over the next couple of months. And I've spent the last several years creating ways for my own brain to stay calm and enjoy the holidays in a way that works for me and doesn't require me to do a lot of uncomfortable people-pleasing, overspending, overeating, questioning, and all the things that make the holidays crazy. Because what really makes the holidays hard is not all of these activities and all the stuff swirling around, but what we're telling ourselves in our minds over and over about it all. The reasons we do all the things that feel stressful is also the reason that we feel stressed. So we all have a special instruction manual for the people in our lives, also for the things in our lives. But we're going to talk about people because it's an easy way to see this. So usually we have a separate manual, probably for every single person we interact with on a regular basis. And for some people, it's probably like the size of a phone book. And these manuals are very detailed instructions for how you would like the person to behave so you can easily think and feel good things about them, about you, and about the moment. And no, they're not actually written, right? <laughs> so there are three problems with manuals. One, we don't actually write them out and give them to people. So they don't even know the rules that you have for them. Same thing with work. Work doesn't have any rules. It can't even read. Two, even if you did give them your detailed manual, they are adults and they don't actually have to follow your manual. And they probably wouldn't follow most of it anyway. And three, even if they did follow your manual, 
you very likely would still feel the same because their words and actions don't actually cause you the uncomfortable feelings. What you are thinking about their words and actions is what causes you the pain. So this information, knowing about these manuals and where emotions actually come from, has drastically changed all of my personal relationships for the better because it removed all the pressure. Once I realized that I am responsible for my own emotions and that other people can't make me feel good, bad, sad, glad, whatever feelings, I learned how to create better interactions with people and closer relationships. I also learned how to end or reduce relationships that I didn't actually want to be in because I realized that me pretending to be engaged or present or interested also known as people-pleasing and being, quote, nice, only hurt both of us in the long run because our relationship wasn't based on anything authentic between us. And it freed up a lot of time for me and probably the other person. You also have a manual for yourself. You have rules like you should spend X amount of money to show you love your kids, your spouse, or your parents. You need to always have a new dress for the formal events because someone might notice or think you're poor. Personally, I like to wear the same dress over and over because it saves me a lot of time and stress. Maybe you think you need to volunteer at your kids' school parties or buy gifts for everyone at work and make sure everyone gets a holiday card and a holiday cookie. In your manual, you have assigned a meaning to yourself as a person if you do or don't follow your rules. Pretty interesting, right? So finally, I want to point out that you always have choices during the busy holiday season. So we've talked about manuals and emotional responsibility. And I want you to just see that you have choices in the actions that you take and the way that you decide to think and feel about things. You don't actually have to buy any gifts. You don't have to go to any parties. You don't have to try all the food on the table. And you don't have to have a glass of wine in hand to not look like a weirdo at parties. That said, it's also not an all or nothing game. You can choose to say yes to some things and no to others. But my wish for you is that you learn how to be conscious in your decisions and like your reasons for them. There are no wrong decisions, but you will always feel more powerful if you know why you decided something and you like those reasons. So let's walk through an example just to demonstrate all of these concepts. So let's say that you always have Thanksgiving dinner at your aunt's house, but you always dread going because your aunt always asks, so when are you going to have kids? And you've told her a million times that you don't believe in marriage and you don't want kids. And then she always gives you the look and your uncle always tells rude jokes that aren't funny and always make you uncomfortable. And your mom always says something to make sure you know that you didn't dress quite right for the occasion. And your sister always comments that the store-bought pie you brought just isn't as perfect as the pie she made. Sounds like a terrible event to me. And no, this is not my family experience. But it's what I hear from a lot of friends and family outside of my immediate group. Okay, it doesn't have to be like this. And you can actually go to this holiday and have all of those things that I just described happen, but not have it be a terrible experience. So let's explore how you can ex- exercise control in your life so that you can enjoy these things if you decide you still want them in your life. So 
by now you probably understand logically at least that you can simply not go to this family dinner this year. You could choose to make other plans or stay home and enjoy some much needed quiet time. But if you do cho- choose to go to the family dinner, can you describe why you are choosing that? You probably think everyone expects you to go, right? Or you do it because you want to feel good and there's a role that you want to fulfill as the good daughter or something. And that is a strong enough driver in most cases for us to go ahead and do things that we generally don't want to do. Even though we know we're going to be miserable, but we're like, well, I have to go because somebody will be sad. And that's a perfectly fine reason if you like that reason. Do you like it? What if you didn't go? What would it mean about you or to you? Will people be disappointed? Will you feel bad about yourself? Will you feel better about yourself? Will you have a better time? Really explore like what would it mean if you do or don't do these things? Because either choice doesn't make you good or bad. It really just makes you a conscious human choosing what you want in life. So let's assume that you do decide that you want to go and you like your reasons. How do you want to feel while you're there this year? Like you can actually choose that. How do you want to show up and interact with your family? I'm going to propose that it would be fabulous if you could go to this event and feel love for everyone there and not feel personally judged, attacked, or irritated. Would not just totally change your experience at this party. Did you know you can actually do that? Even if everyone continues to perform their usual role, say their expected things, do all the things that normally would make you feel upset, uncomfortable, judged, etc., Because the reason that you are feeling those things in the past and on a normal basis is one, you've practiced it several times. Um, But two, it's what you're thinking about the words they're saying. You have a manual that says they shouldn't do this. They shouldn't behave like this. They shouldn't make that face. They shouldn't say these things. And then you're like, so it's a problem. And therefore, I'm going to feel upset in some way. So think about what if you could just tell me exactly the words and actions of each person that bothers you. This is how we're breaking down manuals to a degree, as well as showing you how what you're thinking about them is the problem and not what they're actually doing. So if you could tell me only the facts and leave out all of your judgments and adjectives, all the things that make it a good story, right? So you only tell me facts. There's usually going to be very few of these facts. And if that's all you can tell me, would you still think that I would have the same reaction about how terrible this holiday sounded? Probably not. I'd be like, oh, your mom said very specific words to you. Your uncle said these words. Your aunt said these words. But I wouldn't have any context or meaning around them. And that's the piece that's giving you that emotional stuff, that context that you're assigning to it. So if that's all it takes to create these things, here's how you can kind of get that power back, right? So like I said, you have this manual. They shouldn't act this way. They should be more mature by now. Shouldn't they just remember what I told them last year? What if you just dropped all of those manuals for them? What if you let go of the rules that you have in your head and you just said, hmm, you know what? I'm just going to let them exist this year. They're just going to be them because they're adults and you know they're just going to keep doing their thing. I can't change them. Can I love them as they are? And maybe you don't have to condone their behavior or approve of it, 
but you can just accept it and be like, this is what they do. These are words they say. This is how they behave. That's who they are. And they're part of my family. And I want to love my family. Wouldn't that be crazy? Because you can do this. And you can actually right now decide how you want to think and feel about them when you go to this event. How do you want to think and feel about your interesting family and friends? And then practice it. So when somebody says something, instead of deciding this is wrong and I'm angry about it or I'm offended by this, you can decide that you want to feel maybe calm when someone says this thing that used to irritate you. And you can, what would make you feel calm? Think, oh, this is just my uncle being my uncle. It doesn't mean anything about me. I can't change him. I would rather feel love and compassion in this event. And that's how I'm going to choose to show up. It doesn't mean you're like, oh, I love your jokes, uncle. It's just, (laughs) you just accept it. And you're like, okay, yep, that's him. So ultimately, the reason I wanted to go through all this with you is to show you in a specific situation that you really do create your own experiences wherever you go, whatever you do. We can choose to feel heavy and stressed. Or we can feel calm and in control, depending on what we decide to think about it. We can't control the actual circumstances all the time. And we don't even have to change anything. We can just decide how we want to react or respond to a circumstance, which gives us so much power. And the way you do that is just to pause in the moment and ask yourself new questions like, why am I upset by this? What am I thinking about this? So I'm hoping that you can take some of this and apply it. And, you know, when you apply these things to yourself, you can make this holiday season more intentionally yours. If you want help with this or you want to go beyond a little bit that I shared today, I would love to offer you a free coaching consultation call with me. Um, As of this episode going live, I am accepting new clients. And to to do that, you can just go to my website, sarahnemachek.com. And let's schedule a Zoom call. Let's let's talk about what you want to work on and where you are. And if you're curious, I am looking forward to permitting, as I call it, with my husband and my son for the holidays. It's quiet, it's simple, and it's perfectly imperfect. We still have words and behaviors, but we do it in a way where we like it. There's no pressure. It's fabulous. So whatever you're doing for your holiday, whether you're traveling far, across town, or simply from the bedroom to the kitchen for your holiday. I wish you safe travels and fun times being yourself. Thanks for tuning in and remember to come back for more each week to keep your brain operating at its highest level so you can enjoy your accounting and finance career while also having a life you love. Want even more tips on living a life you love while feeling less stressed and more fulfilled in your accounting and finance work? Get on my email list where I share new perspectives every week. Seriously, I think you'll enjoy these emails. Sign up at the link in the show notes or by visiting my website at sarahnemachek.com.